Hello, this is Christina. And Jackie. And you're in your neighbor's hood. I was going to say that with you. I'm oh, I'm sorry. Okay, hello. <laughs> this is Christina. And Jackie. And, and you're, you're in your, your neighbor's, neighbor's hood. hood. See how the, yeah! I got a way I got to say it every I gotta time. Say. I got to say it. So this episode. Yeah, implicit bias. Yes, that was a new word for me. That was a new word for me too. I'm used to racism, prejudice maybe, but implicit bias. It's like, whoa, mm-hmm. big words now. Yeah, I learned me something from Christina in this implicit bias And stuff. I learned me something from you all the time, but doing the research. So Yeah, so we dove into what it is. what the heck is that bias thing. Yeah, and we all have it. So you yeah. gotta listen to like I know that's gonna be challenging to some. Just to let you know before you even start, you got it. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. So this is this is a good one. I, I I learned. I learned that the modern day definition of racism doesn't work. And I had never even thought of that before. I never thought of it either. Yeah, I just I kind of thought of what I had this idea of what I thought a racist was. Um, and then I was challenged. And so now you'll be hearing of what the modern day definition is and why it doesn't work. Yeah. And I'm just like, now it doesn't work. So what? So what? Yeah. So where do we go from there? Thanks, Christina. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Christina. And yeah, that's where you're dropping in. And right. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And here we go. Here we go. Yeah, so now what? So so, So now it's like, okay, let me read the modern definition of racism mm -hmm. and then try and, oh my gosh, hopefully articulate why it doesn't, why it allows us to get away with implicit biases that we currently have and why it's so damaging to society. So current definition accepted is prejudice, discrimination, antagonism directed against someone of a different race based on the belief that one's race is superior. But that doesn't, so now it's like, okay, so why doesn't, why doesn't that work? Because I think it doesn't, it doesn't get to, like I said, the implicit biases that we all have underneath and the systemic problems that we have, right? The system, the things systematically that we have as a culture in place that are oppressing black people. I mean, can you speak to that? That are meant to perpetuate that cycle. Yes. So what I'm going to say to you is, okay, so when we have someone listening, what is, what do you mean by implicit bias? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, so that's another word that I am even just learning. Implicit bias is like thoughts that you have in your head that you may not even know. You like, like you're walking on the street and you see a black person and you're afraid. Or you can say, "Oh, it's a black neighborhood. I'm scared to be there." I mean, I I had that asked of me when I was working on your campaign. Oh, it's all black. Are you safe? Mm-hmm. You mean am I all safe? You know. But so those are implicit biases. You are you are safe, but. But we have we have a bias that maybe you see a black person and automatically it doesn't mean you're safe. Does that make sense? Yeah. That I mean that's one small example, but it's just things. It's ways that society or our culture has taught us to think unfairly about someone just based on the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. It's a very simplified definition. It's very simple. But it's what but, I, but it's what it means to me. Right. So that these are things you just. You may not even know that they're surfacing, but they're surface. They 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 show up. Yes. Um, They're nasty. I mean, they are. (laughs) They are. Or that like yeah. That like uh, yeah. Poverty. Black people are poor. Yes. So we've got to put. So uncomfortable to say this. No, but but that's that's a bias. Or that black people are lazy. And so a bias that you dealt with with some children while yeah. we were campaigning is, yeah. oh, you're white, you're rich. Right. Oh, you yeah, that was like- such an, I'll tell that story. I was t- I was uh, taking your son to speak, and we would go around to speak about the campaign yeah. at a group, a uh, civic group. And I had this little 
boy walk up to me and said, oh, you look like the ladies on TV, you know, and, and I was like, oh, thank you, I guess. I didn't really know no, what, that what he was talking about. And then he was telling me about his Nintendo 64 and his big bed and his house. I was like, wow, I don't have a, I don't have a Nintendo 64 or, you know, some game station. Yeah. And he's like, really? And I, he's like, or he said, I said, yeah. And he said, well, I would have just assumed that you had one because I thought all white ladies were rich. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like he's seven so yeah. and that was just such an eye-opening moment to me because it was you know it was his and I completely understand if that's what he's seeing on TV he thinks so his his bias would be pretty white woman she lives in a big house has a lot of money you know and so why wouldn't she have a big gaming system and so for me that was a great moment because I said well you know I could see why you would think that but I don't mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I said we don't we're middle class but you know I can you know, and so you just have this eye-opening moment from seeing from his perspective a bias that he had. Mm-hmm. So flip that to the racism piece, right? right. Modern-day racism right. is why can't people see racism? Because they don't. Right. So right. they grew up, they right. were at once that six-year-old right. who maybe lived in a town where there weren't many mm-hmm. black people. And they never, they only saw people, only cooperative community relationships. And when they, maybe their dealings were black people were minimum. Or when they right. did, they didn't really see the implicit biases yes. being shown. So it's like, racism doesn't exist. But I went to visit my friend the other day and I was telling her yeah. about the podcast and stuff like that. And she was like, do you remember when her son mm-hmm. used to come here all the time? Do you remember when Tom said what he said to you guys? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Used to live in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Says, well, her son, okay. he's the same age as Doreen. Oh, uh-huh. And he's like, all black people are like gangsters and like, mm-hmm. yeah. my son, could you imagine? This is his friend. Ugh. Excuse me. This is his friend. Yeah. His eyes went like. Oh, he said it to Duran. He said it to us in the car. He was hanging out with us to the day, and oh. uh, one one of the days, and he was like, because, oh, this is what he said. He was like, well, he was either shocked by a situation that we were in, and he liked hanging out with us mm-hmm. because we weren't like the rest of black people. Like, I was yeah. like, what do you mean? He's like, like gangsters and like, and I was like, oh, and my, I looked in the mirror at my son. <laughs> And they were like 10, 9 yeah. or 10 at the time. And I looked in the mirror of my son and he was like, mm-hmm. what? But I'm, you know, because Duran's so aware. Right. He's so, he's like, but I'm black. <laughs> so it's just like early on we were able, and I told his mom, he said, I said, you That's know great. what? He said this and... And we talked about it. None. And she was like, well, that's because where we used to live, there was an area of town where there were predominantly black people and they, they, it had its own set of challenges. And so, and she, I think she was kind of mortified at first, but as a parent, it's like, no, he has his, his bias, but Look and at how you were ch- there until he said it. And look at how you're working towards putting people of color in his life that don't perpetuate what he sees on TV yeah, and, and what he... So this is... I know why he said that, because I could assume. is Unfortunately, if you're living in all white bread place, the first person of color you may come in contact with not is uh, on television. <laughs> and it's, it's not a fair representation. So then that is the perpetual... Or if you live in the suburbs... And then you're thinking about going to a downtown area that's black and dangerous. Or vice versa, and the news. Yes. That is what you are seeing. So this is... But no, but this is a lot... When you have predominantly white areas, which we know are... We're a very segregated country, the way Mm -hmm. we live. Like in our 
physical hoods, our neighborhood. Yeah. Okay? That's what we're coming across at a very young age is that we are getting perpetuated ideas of black people that are not true. So we're being taught to be afraid when that's not the truth. Mm-hmm. But those are the people, that's what we're being exposed to. You're being indoctrinated to yes. black people yes. through yes. the media, through, yes. yeah. Like I was told going downtown Cleveland is dangerous. I, okay, I had friends that lived in Cleveland when I was growing up, right? Like mm-hmm. the city proper, and it's predominantly black, or was, um, or maybe 50-50, but there was a lot more black people than in my little suburb. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my friend, my family would be scared to let me go. You wouldn't say it was because of the black people, but they would be afraid to let me go to my white friends' houses that were like the only white people on their block because they were afraid. My grandparents, you know, raised me, would be like, no, well, we're afraid to let you go. I didn't know at the time to challenge that or ask, or I didn't know. Why would, why would I? That's just what I was taught. Mm-hmm. And you know they care about you and they want you safe, so it must be. It must be da- dangerous. It must be because it's black people. and Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's how I was raised, and I'm not unique at all. So I can see, again, my mind's blown and I'm learning, and that's why we're doing this, but if we have to check where, where we're learning these messages. Early. Very early. Very early. Very early. And so if, if we could even challenge or any listeners that have children, look yeah. at that. What, what does that look like? Yeah. What's the truth? Yeah. Because if, yeah. if my family had been able to, to even be, a, well, we weren't even aware of what we were seeing was wrong. We didn't even right. know it was wrong. It was just an idea that was, had been perpetuated from their parents and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and kept being passed down. Yeah, but we've said it from the beginning. This really is about moving the starting line forward for the yeah. next. Whoever starts up next and starts getting there, as we start raising the next generation, that their mind hopefully is in a better place with regards to um, um, ethnicity and culture than than when we where we yeah. started. I mean, I want a twenty forty five where. I don't wonder how old I'll be, but I mean, when I look at that, like, old, old, we'll be old. But when I have, when I look at 2045 and my kids and my grandkids, hopefully, you know, aren't having these conversations. So that's why I think what is really, um, in the conversations that we've been having, which is really, I don't want to say, use the word cool, but which is really eye-opening is that I see the word racist as an attack word. Mm -hmm. The word racist is like using the N-word. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, how, what? whoa you better why you know what i mean when you say that so but if i chose to supplement the word racist with well you're showing some bias sure it it softens it it's a little bit more palatable yes it's a little bit more like okay so what do you mean how am i being biased and then we can have a conversation because i could directly attack the word racist or racism but when i when you say bias it's like because bias can be between your children, you yeah. know, but I, you favor one child more over another. Sure. You know, it becomes very, um, um, I don't know, it becomes very palatable. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I think that's a great way to do it. I think that people would argue, you know, if you say, if you don't say racism, that takes away the the strength of it. But at the same time, if we want to move conversations forward, and that's what we're trying to do. About, yeah, from our perspective, this is the correct, a great way to do it. You're 100% right because 
Who wants to be called racist? Nobody. That's what I'm saying. And so, sure, me, so, so it's like if we can change that conversation and say we all have biases, and 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 it, and, it, and what happens is when we label someone a racist, it's, it's it becomes a moral flaw. Mm-hmm. We, you can't come back from being a racist. It, yes, you can't. You can't come back you, once you're a racist. Yeah, you're forever a racist, and that goes into a whole other slew of things about redemption and the society that we've created where people cannot um people are infallible you can't which isn't the truth which isn't the truth which is why part of our fears absolutely so the first episode yeah go go check that (laughs) about being saying the wrong things and being labeled so when we talk about it's it's just like um I think of it as the idea of when I tell the kids, I'm not asking you what you want to be. I'm asking you what kind of person you mm. want to be. So I'm not saying what you are. I'm asking what kind of person are you? Yeah. I'm not, you know, so yeah. the child's like, oh, you want to be a doctor? No, no, no. We're not even asking that question. We're not putting labels because I don't know where your life's going to take you. Mm-hmm. I'm saying you want to be kind and you want to be loving and you want to be a helper. We can do that now. And so with an adult, I'm not saying, well, you're a racist because that's what you are and that's what you do i'm saying well you have bias but those are fixable and they're workable mm-hmm. and we can work on that together we can work together on that absolutely mm-hmm. right i love that because we think when we think racist we think charlottesville yes people think um okay well i'm not out there with the freaking torch in the hood or Cleansing. you know i'm not doing this right and and where that's dangerous is that there's still big issues systemically and there's still people like systems in place that are still holding people back so which kind of goes to the definition of what uh the modern day definition for racism that that. Mm -hmm. you were you were putting out Mm -hmm. there that which i think we both kind of had some yeah it's a i mean it's a different it's a way to it's a different it's a way to challenge it okay so um, a new so Robin uh, D'Angelo and um, we'll plug her book is coming out on the 26th but it's she says um, how should we define racism and it's a group's collective bias backed by legal authority and institutional control yeah so that like you can look at Jim Crow was absolutely an, an, an example of that and mm-hmm. and something this could be a three part series of how those laws are still in place today oh, they're still there how they're still there and how they're still manifesting themselves. Mm-hmm. And the more research I do, the more um, I would say things are more insidious. I, I don't want to say worse. I'm, I'm, I always try to be an optimist, but you also have to be realistic. It's that racism has shapeshifted itself over the years and over time mm-hmm. to fit where it's needed to. Mm-hmm. So now racism is on, in the underbelly because as a group, we can say, sure, you can't have like but yes we should be able to sit by each other like that's acceptable yeah. you know um but there's still institutions in place that are trying to keep a us separate yeah, right or yes yes and yes. we don't even see them because it's not accepted anymore i mean in some places but you know for the most part mm-hmm. and generally accept that yes we should be able to sit together and drink mm-hmm. in the same fountain and swim in the same pools and you know that mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that racism has escaped it hasn't because when you look at the lay of the land where we live mm-hmm. this just here so we know that we are the first black people to live in this house mm-hmm wonderful right it's like oh wow that's pretty cool but we know that this area was set up to not be 
inclusive black people. Yeah. So when we look at how cities develop and how they create zones. Right. And like, so this area is now pretty much zoned right as black absolutely I mean, my because of the way that. he's riding his bike and he's like you know where we just moved you know he's like i one street over is all rich white people and then literally one street over is not i mean mm-hmm. it's just it, it's it becomes again what did you say uh, i used to say like sort of kind of under the butt under the belly but the word you use was um institutional control, control. yep Right, mm-hmm. so this the town that we're in has some under yes, probably don't even think it's it's a part of that uh, uh, shape shifting of yes. racism. They probably don't even think of it as it's just like it's a money thing. Right. Well, no, no, no. So that if we go back to why money, the money is the way the money is. Mm-hmm. It all starts with racism, right? Right, and the because things that we put in place to keep people keep not down but keep people black people in place under under thumb under thumb under thumb yes absolutely right. not being able to purchase homes not being allowed in the, the the um in the original deed for this house it straight said in this neighborhood they're you're not allowed to bring black people here <laughs> you can't bring them here if they are here they had to have some little thing that said that they were escorted they weren't allowed that you don't buy property here you know what i mean so like when you look at um two where they were like um when realtors would i think i don't know if we talked about this but realtors would and me as a family could say hey we really love that house we want to buy that house but it's in the wrong neighborhood they would tell us that that house sold mm. And it hadn't right. so that we don't move in that neighborhood institute. Right. So now you've weaponized realtors right. to keep black people under thumb in at bay in an area. Or you talk about jobs again. Dem- discrimination was not even looked at or thought of as a problem until it became not profitable. Wow. So until a certain group of people decided, again, back to the institutional control and legal authority. So until a group of people decided, and just to make it plain, European-American group of European-American people decided that it's not really profitable for us to keep. We want their money, too. Mm, Right. So we can't have discrimination. Discrimination is wrong. So how do we get their money, too? We've got to stop discriminating. And it was so it wasn't wrong until they realized that they had could make money. people they could make money off of. Absolutely. And that's not every person. No. But that was a good faction of the people who had the legal authority and the institutional control. And it still plays itself out even today because I know I saw when we were looking for a house and it's there's red line re, I think it's called red line. It's laws. absolutely called redlining. Yeah, right. Um but like our our real estate agent that we'd worked we, we when we were originally starting to look for houses was telling us places to live and not to live. You know, and she wouldn't say anything about race, but you just knew. It was implied. It was implied. And it's and I remember getting, and this is before we were doing any of this work, um, but I remember being so angry and I couldn't understand or yet articulate why. Mm-hmm. And I knew because I knew what she was implying. There was no, it's. <laughs> <laughs> so 
it mirrors when you asked me last podcast about is it appreciation or is it appropriation? I was like, it's about a feeling. Right. Like you can feel it's something when something feels off. Yeah. It just didn't feel right no. why you were saying that or right. why she was doing that. Right. It just didn't feel right. You may not have had all the answers as to why, I didn't. but it didn't feel right. Right. I knew something was off and something was wrong. And, you know, and then they'll, people will say, but we'll just look at the statistics. That's another thing people love to pour out. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this neighborhood's more dangerous or more this or more that, you know, and, and, it, and it's like, you're, you know that it's, and that's the, that's one small and small example. And I don't even think, and that's a, that's implicit bias right there. So like, mm-hmm. I don't, I truly believe my realtor didn't even know what she was doing. I mean, she knew about red line laws, but I don't think, you know, it, it, she didn't even realize how it was still bad though, to say that and what it does to communities and mm-hmm. what, how it keeps communities less than and, and, mm-hmm. and segregated. I and segregated. again, we, you and I both come from the same place and we're not saying we're rushing to, to integrate our communities but, but if a if natural a happens family naturally wants to move into a black neighborhood come on exactly <laughs> right stop 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 and stop creating a roadblock yeah to moving forward right and maybe and it is perpetuating a, a fear that is so ridiculous yes. ridiculous you know and so it's those are the implicit bias and that's where and that's what i'm trying to get people aware of white people mm-hmm. aware of of and it doesn't make you a bad person <laughs> it just makes you a person who needs to do some work exactly or you can choose yeah right people right there's always a choice but mm-hmm. it, if if we can come up people even if one or two people listen to this i'm talking to white people but like and i've had these thoughts and that can sit with them and examine them and then just when they pop up be aware of them and and then just challenge them. That's all. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean... It's just that we've all... Racism hurts everybody. Right. I've, I started hearing that and seeing that, of course, it, 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 and I'm not trying to make it about white people. I'm just saying that it's a form of abuse to everyone. It's terror. It hurts all of us mm-hmm. to, to do that, to, to be racist and, and have those thoughts against people. Mm-hmm. It doesn't... It, I mean, it doesn't help anyone to have those thoughts, but we don't... But I think we're just so afraid to have them and admit, admit that we have them. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't want to be judged, and then you don't want to think of yourself as being someone who would do that. Yeah, I mean, I'm still dealing with it. Having to, I mean, I I think I'm, I'm there, but it's taken a while to get there to be like I. Because look, the white people, we want to think we're cool. We want to think we're allies. We're like, oh, we're, we don't, we know, Mm -hmm. we got it. We're fine. We're not racist. We're not. We don't have bias. What are Mm -hmm. you talking about? And then it's like. No, we do. Mm-hmm. We absolutely do. And then the more you start to examine it, the more you start to see. Like we both say, the or the more we see, the more work we have to do. Yeah, the the, the more the work that needs to happen. You know, and it's it's hard. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it's it's you just you have and and I don't even know if it'll ever go away because it's so entrenched in me. I'm 30, almost 30, and this is the way I've been taught, so I'm unlearning it, and it's just a constant having to check yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's exhausting. Oh, it's so exhausting. <laughs> Look, I just want to do better with my time, and I just want to do better with my kids, and now i got to work on me. Right. <laughs> it's right. like, now i got this whole other thing, this always having to be aware is it's yeah. work. It is work. That's it's a whole other job. Something to speak to that. Yeah, that's true. It is a whole nother job, and you almost just don't want to. Mm-mm. But here's how you make it convenient, right? Because this is convenient. Right. Yeah, having friendship. Oh Yes, or just 
getting that you I, I you don't want to say token white person or token black no, no, person no, but, but having a person that you can have conversation with yeah and i the i will speak from my experience mm-hmm. but i have been running now in norfolk um, and you know just in a lot of just i'm the only white person a lot and when i speak i have I think I go in and I'm so scared. I don't know what I'm scared of, but I'm scared of, and it's been the most unbelievably kind and accepting experience. Mm-hmm. And people have been like, no, I'm telling you, we need these conversations to happen mm-hmm. more. So we're right for them. So if, if I could encourage my white friends to be, be the only white person. So talk about what happened this morning. Yeah. So I went to a networking group um, and it was called Black Coffee and I'm not even going to lie. I was like, and my black friend invited me and I'm afraid to go because I'm like, well, I don't want to be the only white white person, but I don't, not even just the only white person because I've had happened many times, but I don't want it to be inappropriate. Yes. Does that make sense? Yep. You don't want to feel like you're intruding. Yeah. Like, oh great. Now another white person. Here you go. Trying to be a part of our stuff. Can't we have something? Yes. You're literally reading my mind. I'm telling my husband, like, it's black coffee. Maybe it means black coffee with, like, no cream or sugar. Maybe that's what you... Black (laughs) coffee, no sugar, no cream. That's kind of girly. I'm like, maybe that's what the group is. And Uh I was like, no, I think it's all black. I don't know. And so I was like, you know what, Christina, just show up. Be yourself. Be gracious. Just sit in the back. Like, just... And it was so incredible. I mean, it was incredible. And I shared about our podcast. And, you know, and then it just came. And I'm sitting and I'm listening and I'm hearing you know, how much this needs to happen. Yeah. And unfortunately, someone brought up an unfortunate point, but, like, white people don't listen until sometimes until another white person says it. Uh-huh. Because, again, going back to what we said in the beginning, racism is not biological. It's sociological. It's taught. Mm-hmm. So it goes back to how we're raising our children and who we're exposing them to and and, t- and talking about all of this mm-hmm. stuff. We can't assume that just because we're a more integrated society that we do because we have a black friend that doesn't mean that we don't still have work to do. So sorry, white people. I'm scared at the mic. But I'm like calling it like, sorry, but because not sorry. 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 Not, not sorry. sorry. Yeah, I love that song. But it's true because it's like, that's such a good hashtag because that's how I feel. It's like, okay, yes, we still, and hear me, I'm doing this work and I still have work. You still have implicit bias, as do I. Absolutely. And I probably still will. Like I said, I'm not a psychiatrist and I haven't studied. I don't know how the brain works with that stuff, but like I do know that I do therapy. I've still had to work on negative thoughts, right? So Mm. why would it be any different? Mm. If I have, like, it's literally like in therapy I've learned, I've had to unlearn ways of thinking. Yeah. So I would think if I use the same logic, I'd have to do the same thing. (laughs) I'm serious. You know, I struggle with anxiety, and so I have thoughts that are patterns. Mm -hmm. And so implicit bias and and thoughts that are racist would be this would be similar. I would think. Yeah. They're cognitions, right? Right. So they're they're literally like in our brain. They're like their path. They're pathways that have been happening over and over. And I'm just applying what I've learned through just unlearning anxiety and depression. that we've had that they're cognitive distortions right so why would an implicit bias or a thought not be the same thing same thing have to be something that we unlearn and consciously constantly have to unlearn until you get your brain to this place where it's i don't know (laughs) i'm like talking and i don't know what What do i want my brain to look like but Mm -hmm. i mean to the place where i'm hopefully not having those thoughts Mm -hmm. or fears I just, and on the flip side of that is when you're expressing those thoughts, I would say that people of the, of the, of color Mm -hmm. in the community just 
being willing to, on some level, you don't have to take on other people's problems, sure. but be willing to hear that and say, well, I really hope you work on that. Yeah. <laughs> rather yeah. than saying, like, you racist, you know, like, or ra- rather than immediately standing in judgment because it's easy to mm. do that. Because we all, you know, we're prejudiced. Sure. But um, I said, I, I did a trail off. Uh, that, But being able to, to uh, I, I don't know if the word is empathize, but um, being able to sit in that too. Mm-hmm. And, tell, and say, you know what, even though I'm sitting, I don't agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I feel like it is a bias that I have dealt with, um, but I really hope you work on that. Yeah. And it may, even if it's, it's, if anything I could do to help, hey, you can come to my family barbecue. Mm-hmm. Like, right. You know what I mean? Right. Or, or whatever that looks like. But um, I know that there are a lot of black folks, and I'm saying black folks, in particular that are tired of having the olive branch like you know you're so tired of having the olive branch um i know that there are people like look i'm just sick of giving white people the benefit of the doubt like i'm over it i'm done Mm -hmm. with it like Mm -hmm. yeah but but like i said we can't do it like i I, just to put it out there the girl was like hey to you Mm -hmm. why don't you come to some meetings with us like we have got to be it's got to be a symbiotic relationship yes um and and sometimes we'll give more and sometimes we'll take more. But it's mm. got to be a relationship that... Yes, that's a really good way to put that. Yeah. And yeah, and, and it's like, it's funny, it's like any relationship. Mm-hmm. I always use my marriage because that's the closest one that I'm in, you know, but mm-hmm. it's like, absolutely. It is. There are times I give more and there are times that Clayton has given way more. And then we just, but we love each other and we know mm-hmm. we're in it together. So I think if you have that shared goal of like, look, we're all working to make the world better. We're trying to do better. We're, we're, we're working to make everybody's experience better. And I know that that's a long time coming. But if that's my end goal... Then, then at least it helps me, mm-hmm. you know, to and keep that in mind. Symbiotic, I love that word. Yeah, yeah. It's a give and a take, push and a pull. Yeah, because I'm I, some like I said. Sometimes some rooms you can stand in sure. and get the whole truth and nothing but the truth, mm-hmm. and there are rooms I can stand in and get the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just need to know that you need to be in that room. I need to be at a room, mm-hmm. and then we need to go to the back room and talk about what happened in those rooms. Yes. Absolutely. So that we can grow our Talk little faction together. of people that are trying to do better and build the brains of our um, brains of our little citizens that we want to be better. Right. And I think, too, what you hit on is a word um, that I'm newer to is emotional labor. Yeah. And I, I would say that I would put money on the fact that a lot of white people don't even know that black people have to give emotional labor. <laughs> I know. That's probably emotionally taxing to even yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, no. But I'm just being real. I mean, that's what we're doing here is that... You, can you want to... You- so I'm going to say what I'm grateful to you for is that all every time you come to me and you're asking questions and you're like, okay, like I'm not relying on you to have all the answers. And yeah. I know, tell me if it's too much. Yeah, and I think try. that's important to do because it makes me more willing to to listen and to try to give understanding from my paradigm because sure. I'm like sometimes like Christina I don't How know the hell do you not know that I, or, or right? I, I don't know I have no idea and right. I can't again I can't speak for all black people because <laughs> right. we have our own set of issues and colorism all this yeah, good yeah, stuff yeah. but it's like coming when you come to the table and you're yeah. like Jackie like I'm not trying to make you my well I don't know the word you used um but it was like you know pulling to you don't want to pull for me so much mm-hmm. emotionally that I'm your go-to black girl right 
You're and I have to answer. Person. Yeah, man, yeah. you've got to answer all my questions. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, no. And I'm realizing that I have the, I have the, um, I have, I can, I can come to you and ask and give you the option to say no. No, Christina, please just Google it. <laughs> but I'm like, but it's like that I want to be that person, you know, and, and not, so that way I'm not being that person. Yeah. You know, that's like coming to you to answer all the black questions that I have. Yes, your I mean, resident black girl. Exactly. Right. <laughs> At your service. Right. And so so to to hit on emotional labor for people that don't know, I think in my definition would be just having to work and explain yourself or explain who you are because I can't speak to being black, obviously, but it would Mm -hmm. be exhausting sometimes. Yeah, it is. So I'm going to shut up. Can you explain what emotional labor is? Yes, because every time we'll we'll do it to where adults can understand. Right. Is that so if I'm on a job, Right. Mm -hmm. And I keep getting new people into the job and I have to explain the job over and over and over and over again. That's exhausting. I don't want to have to deal with any more new people Mm -hmm. because I'm tired. Mm -hmm. Right. Not just like like I don't want to tell tell you about this job anymore. So then if I have emotional like that's I go home and I'm like done with it. So then like let's put that into real life. If I have white people that are constantly asking me to, well, can I touch your hair? Mm. Well, um, what does it mean when black people do this? Or what is this word? I heard this slang word and that's always happening and you're always having to be the person who explained it. That could become taxing because you're explaining things over and over and over again and it's exhausting right right so you can't even be you can't just get through your day Mm-mm. and you so gotta, white people don't even we don't even know that we do that mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying you know and that's a and i'm and again i, I don't want to come out like because say it, girl well it's just I, I think what white people say too and i hear this and i get it is that we also feel like god we can't do anything right you know mm-hmm. and that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying like if we could model our relationship, not that we're, I'm amazing, but like, or, but I think we have a very healthy. But you are. Thank you. We have a great, healthy friendship. Yeah. And so it's like you can, if I can, if we can do it like that. If you have a question for your, your black friend or any other race that you want to ask, maybe just coming at it like, hey, I'm unaware of something. I hope you don't mind. I have this question. No pressure to answer it though. Right. I just sometimes you there's things you can't Google. Because of cultural nuance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but there's just things that reading's not going to tell you. No, it's not going to tell it's you. It's not going to give me a lived experience of a black person or Indian or Asian. You know, something that I will never understand. Mm-hmm. But it's just giving your friend of, of color, you know, it's different to you, the option to say no. I mean, you can always say no. I was about no, to say, the option to say no is so important. no, I don't have yeah. the resources or I'm just tired. And you have to be able to say, not today. And it's just giving people the option to understand that. And yeah. maybe even, I can't speak to it, but maybe black people don't even know that they can do that. I don't know. Yeah, just saying. Or just helping people realize, like, no, it's not the responsibility to educate us. Yeah, I don't got to tell you, yes, yes, I, but I'm not, I, I'm obviously, honestly haven't gotten to that point in my life. Um, but I... Yeah, I was wondering, do you do that? Have you ever said that? Like, no, I just... I have, I've, I remember saying, like, why don't you fucking know this? Right. And that's what we're talking about. <laughs> that's just like the, the, that's what we try to do with this not podcast to keep it real. Not no, you, no, 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 but, but it's just. But that's a perfect example of I mean, like, why don't you know this? Is. Like, how many, and then you realize, okay, like, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. You just don't know. Right. So I've, and I've still meet people that are like, can I touch your hair? What is mm. it like? Why does it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Don't squint your face. She's got her so, face all scrunched up, like, ugh. Oh, but do do <laughs> because they do. And it's like, so, to me, it's like, so, like, I'm gonna say this, but in 
So I, the last job that I had, I'm so afraid to say this. Okay, the last job that I had, my last uh, boss, one thing that she always did when she got around black people, and I noticed this, was only the only thing she could comment on was their hair. It's hmm. weird. It's different for her. So yeah. every time, I'm telling you, every single time yeah. we meet, we are in a room around black people. It's like, oh, your hair, this. Oh, how do you do that with your hair? Oh, your hair. Like, I was like, is that the only thing to me? It's like, that's exhausting to me. It's like, is that the only thing that you have to ask about? Right, that's the only curious, like, (laughs) the only thing. And she means well, and she's amazing. And what's funny is, she even says, can I ask you this question about black? Like, I'm thinking back to all the conversations we had, and being that I was the only black person on my team, is she's like, can I ask you this question? Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. And I was like, yeah. You know when that comes, it's gonna, it's not, it's gonna be bad enough. It's never really bad, but it's like I was her resident black person. Right, right. And so that, so I, the only reason I bring it up is to white people to say, hey, it's not bad. You're not that demonizing us again. It's just saying like, just awareness that like maybe don't always ask black. Maybe try and broaden your sphere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or just before you ask. Yeah. Or when my children ask yes. me how to spell a word, yes. and I know they know phonics. Oh, I see you do that. And I, I know love they, that. Yes. I see you. you I, you're gonna. You've got some options here. Before you ask me, you've got some options. You could sound it out, give it your best effort. Hey, and I'll let you know. Mm, you're off. You've got a dictionary. Right. And hot damn, that's my jam. You got Alexa. Yeah. Like you've got so many different avenues. Mm-hmm. Can you exhaust your resources before you ask me? Yes. Not that I'm not willing to be a resource, but can I be on the lower end of the list of resources? Right. Because then we can have a different kind of conversation. When you're we can basic look, educated. Yeah. Yep. When, you, when I look at the word and I say, hey, you know what? It looks like maybe you're saying the word wrong, which is why you can't spell it correctly. Yep. Let's get that pronunciation correct. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you could spell it right. So if you come to me with a base mm-hmm. knowledge or like, you know, I looked here and I did this. It's like on the job. Then I can say, Such oh, well, you've tried. Point. You've tried. So... Okay, so here is how it really is. Like mm-hmm. you and you and I can say you're not gonna find that on Google, girl. You right. gotta go to or exactly. You know, you gotta... That's like the cultural nuances that you just cannot. Mm-hmm. You and, and like and that's a perfect example. Like I rem- that's a job. Is perf- I had a job or a boss when I first started out who I would go, I don't know, and he'd be like, you better know or know something. Come to me. Don't come to me with nothing. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like and that's the same thing where white people. It's like of course just. Even if you just try, I think what happens to us is we don't even realize that we can Google or we can educate and should educate ourselves. And it's not the responsibility of the minority to educate us. Mm -hmm. And that is going to be very unpopular. I know that. (laughs) But... Oh, I do. No. Because they're going to say, well, they, but, but what, what, that's what they don't realize is that white culture is dominant. And that's That's why I know all your stuff. And we don't know yours. (laughs) Because I could say, when I say I've never watched Friends, you yeah. you could say, oh, my God. But I like, say, have you seen shit. Girlfriend? But have you seen Girlfriends? I have. I did like, that. like that. But yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, but that's, yeah. it's that. Yeah. It's that. And see, and can I say this? Mm-hmm. Um, nowadays, the media has some really great shows mm-hmm. that can yes. learn you something. Yes. Yes. Partaking in media that is not just all whitewashed. Mm-hmm. That is it. Yeah. Yep. That's all kind. Yes. Yeah. No, you're right, and it's. I mean, it's good because one, because that can, and then it's not always good because again, all it's not. But we're, but at least it's trying. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. 
media and art and culture is actually, or I'm hoping, and music is doing more. So, and books, that's the other one. Reading things, that's mm-hmm. one way to just, an inkling of a way to step into culture, even if you're around, like, because I know I, I could hear all some of my white friends, but I have only white people around me. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that, that they didn't do anything. That's just mm-hmm. where you're born. I That's how I grew up, and it wasn't yeah. until I was an adult that could make conscious decisions to integrate and, you know, make more friends of color. But that doesn't mean you can't partake in media that's not... That's not just... That's not just white. Yep. Absolutely. Or, look at this. Go to your Instagram feed. I challenge any of my white friends to do that and see how many white people that you follow. (laughs) That's not that. I'm not... This is not good or bad. No, no. It's just just like once you do that, you're like, oh my goodness. And it's... You didn't even... You're not even aware of it. And it's so crazy because now I actively... I didn't just go follow a bunch of black people, but I actively... Found some. Yeah, I actively like seek out brands or businesses or, you know, just things like that that are not just white. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. That's like a modern day, like... That's a modern day, like... So check what, your Twitter, what, check yeah. your Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook, not so much. Right. But like Twitter, your friend, yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. You can kind of... See who you follow. How many voices do you follow that are different? Yeah, how many voices are in your ear? I mm-hmm. love that. Bravissimo, mm-hmm. Christina. Yeah, cause, well, because their perspectives... And then you start... And that's just something that helps me get the baseline. So that way, when I come to you, I'm not like... Mm. At zero. And here's how it goes back to helping your bias. Mm, 100%. Help help your bias mm-hmm. show its show itself so that you can acknowledge it and, and move it forward. And it challenges those thoughts because mm-hmm. then you're starting to see and you're starting to interact with other with people of color in a different way and those thoughts eventually mm-hmm. become less and less or you just don't listen to them as much. Yeah. They're not as much reality. I love it. I yeah. love it. That would be my we've wanted to do this so now. So, so what? Now, now what? what? Okay. So what? Modern day racism is still here. The challenge of the current uh, the current definition that we said in the beginning, and then the new one. Um, and then my now what would be uh, to challenge your implicit biases by going through your social media feeds, like Twitter and, and Instagram in particular, because you know you follow people. Those would be the ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and just see how many people of color that you're following. How many voices? Do you know this goes back to episode one? Um, one or One. two. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, they're all... It's all yeah, it's all cyclical. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to... There's going to be a lot of themes that, mm-hmm. that we can't just not touch on. Or they're not going to come up again. Yeah. So what? Racism and biases mm-hmm. are in the same card deck, but you can choose oh, to like use, you can choose to use either card. Mm-hmm. And I think the now what is that we start picking up that bias card more and learning how to deal that in through each other's hands yeah. and interactions right. and for me it really is with the littlest citizens mm-hmm. yeah make you know what the, how those implicit biases show up so that we can get them early them. check them early and often mm. oh i like that early and often mm-hmm. yeah because the earlier and the often you do it the easier not easier it gets but you just see it better and then you can move past it faster mm-hmm. yep that's that's just that's it. it. I mean, yeah, and it's just a, and it's it's constant. There's no, unfortunately, no. I, th- there's no way of getting around it. It's something you have to work through every stinking day. I'm a hundred percent sure that there will always be people that just do not have oh, it. Oh, absolutely. They're not gonna be having it, and 100%. that's why we work the middle. We gotta do like Aaliyah said, rock the yeah. boat, work the middle. I love that. <laughs> work the Pretty middle. Much in the middle of everything. So that's, rock that's, the boat. <laughs> Yeah, I the get... middle's where it's at, though, because mm-hmm. that's why um, there are people that we can get to understand, and then mm-hmm. you just—I don't know what to do with the other people. 
You let them live. Let them be. You, as my friend says, you go let them be great. Let them do their thing. Let them be great. But keep on keeping on, because you you know the numbers. Uh, I think there's more there's more positivity, and I think there's more oh, good work. Yes. In just that's it. Working in the place that you're on. Yep. Well, yeah. Thank you for listening. This was a long episode. Pretty yeah. cool. Oh whoa. Hello. <laughs> 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 but uh, <laughs> now Yes. Oh All right. So you've been listening to your neighbor's hood. This you, is Christina. Girl, you say that with some power. Oh, this is Christina. And this is Jackie. And you've been listening to your, your neighbor's, neighbor's hood. hood. Oh, and you can catch us on Tuesdays. Ah, yep. Every Tuesday. We're going to talk about it every Tuesday. Yep. I can't even think what I was going to say. <laughs> That's good. Oh, like us on Facebook. Okay. And Instagram and Twitter. And Twitter. Yep. Um, join the conversation. Yeah, That's send what us ideas and topics because mm-hmm. we can't do this by ourselves. And if you had a thought bubble pop up while we were talking, do not hesitate to email us at your neighborhood. We won't neighborhood at gmail.com. And we won't judge you. We don't. We won't. Trust me, if you thought it or th- we've probably <laughs> thought it or between the two of us, so <laughs> no judgments. The more authentic and real, the better. And what do we want them to do, Christina? Stay. Oh, stay curious. Yeah, stay curious. See you next time. This is Christina. And Jackie. And don't forget to check us out on iTunes and And Google Play. uh, Every Tuesday.